Hey everyone, this is Kathy Tribble and I'm here to talk to you about the two signs. One day I was going out of town and I was going shopping and I wasn't in a hurry so <clears throat> um, I didn't have to be anywhere anytime soon. So I saw a sign on the side of the road that said auction so I turned off the road and I followed it. And then there was a realtor sign that pointed to see uh, to the right to go see a house that was for sale. Because And because I like to look at houses, and I just thought, well, I'll just follow this sign. I'll see where it leads and just go look at this house. So eventually, I came to a dead end. It was a, The main road was a dead end, and there was a little bitty small dirt road that went basically beside the lake. And the house that was for sale was apparently on that road because the, the realtor sign was there, and it was pointing that way. But there was also another sign there, which was a posted keep out sign. So here were two signs, and this created a conundrum for me. Keep out or come on down? Which sign do I follow? The one to see the house or, the, or do I follow the law? It was kind of an intriguing question. And I think Paul had the same issue and is trying to tell us about it in Romans 7, uh, verse 9, when he says, For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Everything was fine until I learned what it meant to be trespassing. So now I have a problem. And then he says in verse 19, For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that's what I'm doing. So here I am looking at these signs. I don't want to break the law by trespassing. And I see Paul had the same issue because in verse 22 he says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. If I cross that line by trespassing, I'm breaking the law that man has set up. And I really didn't want to break the law. I know that God wants us to follow man's laws that they've set up for us. But verse 21, right before that, says, I find then a law that I, that I would do good when I would do good. Evil is present with me. So Paul has the same dilemma that I had. He sees what is going on and he is trying to tell us. And in Romans 7, 23, he says, But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. The battle that I had, I had in my mind sitting there on that road trying to determine what to do. I wanted to do the right thing, but I wanted to see this house too. And don't forget, there's a realtor out there that wants me to see this house too. 724. Romans 7.24 says, O oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death, the body of this death? What should I do? Should I follow the sign of the house or should I turn around and not trespass? So clearly Paul, he can't do this for himself or by himself. Someone else has to deliver us. And then Paul tells us who. In 7.25, Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And he goes on to tell us that for us, which are in Christ Jesus, this is Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. So if you think of it this way, Jesus wants me to see the house, which is the kingdom of God. And the only way to go see this house is to be free from the law in front of me. This may be hard to understand, but this is why we have to go into the Spirit. We can't do this in the flesh. We have to have Jesus who can take us into the Spirit. We have to become alive to God through Jesus. That's in Romans 6, 11. It'd be as if Jesus says, hey, get into my car and I'll take you. And that's exactly what he does. He takes us to the house, the kingdom of God. 
By the way, I did take the road to go see the house because I knew that I could plead the case of the signs. We have to go to Jesus Christ to be filled with the Spirit, and we have to have that connection with Him to fulfill the law. Similarly, I can plead Christ then when the battle of condemnation comes, and it's going to. It's going to come into your mind. That's where the battle's at. But now that I'm free from the law, and now that I'm in Christ, and we're in the kingdom of God where there is no condemnation, if the cop comes along, per se, the the accuser of the brethren, when they when he comes, we can send the accuser to Christ and say, hey, take it up with Jesus. He's the one that has led me to this place. And I'm thankful for that day that I saw those two signs. And I'm eternally grateful that I know Jesus Christ and have been filled with the Spirit and I'm alive to God through Christ Jesus and that the accuser no longer gets to condemn me. I am free to live in the kingdom of God and I am free to drive around and see all that God has for me. It is my sincerest hope that you also Know Jesus Christ as your Savior and that he has filled you with his Holy Spirit and that you are not feeling that condemnation today and you know exactly what that is, that, that, that spiritual warfare that's heading into your mind, that you know that you can put an end to that and put it down and that the accuser of the brethren, that Satan himself, he can't beat you up anymore and that you are abiding in Christ, living in the kingdom of God free. Hey everyone, this is Kathy Tribble. And I want to talk to you a little bit about when you need something. Sometimes it's hard to have faith. So let's talk about what to do when you need something from God. Luke 22, verses 31 through 32, we hear Jesus talking to Peter, Simon Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. There's a lot in that verse, and I want to break it down. First of all, Jesus is opening our eyes to the battle that's going on for us. He says, Satan has desired to have you. And that battle is still going on today. It was for Simon, and it's for us, too. But he says, don't worry, I've prayed for you, Peter. And if you go into the book of John, you'll see where Jesus is praying to the Father. He knew it was coming to his time to leave the earth, and he, he prayed for us. And you can read that. But in John seventeen fifteen, he says, I pray not that you take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. So Jesus has prayed for us. And, and that's powerful to know that. The next part of the verse says that thy faith fail not. That's a few words that mean a lot. So let's talk about faith. Faith is believing that you believe. In other words, don't stop believing. Keep believing. But be careful. He didn't say believe and keep looking to the manifestation of what you're wanting, waiting for it to come, waiting for that to happen. I believe Jesus is telling us and Peter how important just believing is. 1 John 5, 4 says faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is the thing. It's activating things for us. Wait, am I believing what's in what is to come? In other words, am I believing for the result of the faith? Am I believing just to see it? Well, you got to be careful there. We have to believe it now. We have to believe it so much that we receive it now. 
Receiving in the Greek means taking. So we believe so much that we do something because we already have it. Faith without works is dead. We believe today. And so after you believe, you may do something or walk in something if you believe that you've received it. Well, how do we do that? Because you may not feel like you can. Well, faith today needs for us to look backwards. Abram knew God and he got a promise from God. God said, you are now Abraham, meaning father of many nations. I like that because they say that Abraham had to call himself father of many nations. That's what it means. And he said that without a kid inside. He would call himself, I'm a father of many nations, without a kid inside. Abraham took what God said, the promise, and owned it. It was done at that time because Abraham knew God and he took him at his word. He called it done at that moment. He said, I got it. And because of what God had said previously, Abraham walked forward into the future with the promise given him in the past. Faith is not looking forward, but it's backwards hearing. And Jesus is saying it to Peter. Remember what I've said. Jesus was telling them lots of things like what was going to happen. He was using parables sometimes and other times he was talking straightforward. And Jesus knew that they would be reminded of everything he had told them through the Holy Spirit. And just like Abraham believed God, Jesus says, believe me. And not just what I say, but what I do, because it's going to bring power. So we go to the Word, and we see what he says to us, and what he's already done. We look back, grab the promise to move forward. To grab those promises, we must get into the Word of God. So go read your Bible. Go read the Word. Go grab your favorite scripture. Go grab anything and meditate on it. Hang on it. Then he says, and when thou art converted, conversion means to change or to turn. I like the football term that they use when they use the word conversion. It means now that you have possession of the ball, move forward with it. Make good. It'd be great to make a touchdown, but definitely gain ground and and make a first down. Don't lose ground. Go forward with it. Take the ball and go forward with it. Jesus knew that Peter was a hothead. And that he was a wild card and a loose cannon at times. He told Peter that he would deny him three times. Jesus knew it was coming. But then Jesus knew Peter would turn back because his faith would fail not. Jesus knew that what was coming and with the the receiving of the Holy Spirit would explain things. It would bring the power. And the Holy Spirit would remind them of everything he had said and done. And it would solidify inside of them. That Peter's faith in Jesus, what he said and what he did, would be strong inside of him. And that, he would, that it would turn Peter back around and enable him to go forward and definitely gain ground. I think this is an oh, okay moment. You say, oh, when you get it. And you say, okay, when you decide to move forward. And with all of that, Peter was to strengthen the brethren. Take all of that and tell others, tell them about Jesus, tell them the truth, tell them everything and go forward. And that is what I'm doing today. I'm telling you everything that Jesus said in the Bible and what he did, what he did on the cross and with his resurrection that brought us power. And we can believe. We can believe in what he said behind us to help us to go forward, to grab it, to take it today. So if you're dealing with an issue that's in your life and you're wanting something to happen, you can't focus on what we want. We have to go back to the Word and grab something Jesus already said. Something in the Word that God has already said and we believe it. And we believe God. And we believe Him today. Uh, here's an example. Isaiah 53, 5 says, you've probably heard this, but He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. 
His stripes were payment in the past for the price of our present healing. Believe that. Another example is restoration. Jeremiah 31, 4 says, Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built. God is in the rebuilding business. Believe that. Another example is rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all that are labor, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Believe that. God wants you to believe him. To do that, you have to listen to him. He's speaking through his word. To get some of it, you have to listen. You have to read it. You maybe go listen to a preacher, listen to the preached word. Or even just speaking to friends, you may hear something. If you spend all of your energy wanting something and waiting for that ship to come in, you're going to miss it. And you probably will get upset with God. I remind you that he's not a vending machine. Put your prayers in and pull out an answer and run. He has a system that is activated by faith. He wants us to stand firm, believe, and watch him to do great and mighty things in our lives. We may want to pray and receive and run and go do great things. But if so, God doesn't get to show himself great to you. You won't have a great testimony of what he's doing. You will get small returns. You'll get returns, but you'll get small returns. Invest greatly in faith, by faith, and look up to God in his face, not his hand. Seek him and not just the blessing. The relationship is the treasure. The journey is the joy. Slow down, Peter. Don't worry. He's prayed for you. And when you figure this out, turn and strengthen the others.